0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Barely Back Country Podcast. Today we got another guest on, somebody who is a hunter and an outdoorsman, but he's also a rapper. He goes by Schaefer. If you guys have been listening to the new Cam Haynes Keep Hammering Collective Podcast, you've heard his music, that's his song in the intro. We talked about you know, the story behind that song, some of his other songs, and then what he has coming up in the future. I had a really good time talking to him. If you guys are looking for some new music, definitely check him out. I know I've been enjoying listening to his songs in the gym over the last few weeks. But before I get you guys into that, if you guys want to check out the podcast on social media, it's barely underscore backcountry underscore podcast on Instagram. And then my personal is c.dillashaw. Um, one last thing before I get you guys into this, I do want to mention that we had some technical difficulties getting us connected over phone. So the audio is not as clear as some of the other podcasts that I have out there. But I hope you guys still enjoyed. It was still a great conversation. Just know it isn't as crystal clear as some of the other podcasts that I have out there. But without any further ado, I'll get you guys into the co- into the conversation with Schaefer.
1: All right guys, welcome back to another episode of the Barely Backcountry Podcast. Today we got somebody on who's a hunter, a fireman, and then as you probably know more so now is by his music. And um his name is Schaefer. Um he's a rapper. Uh more most recently you've seen him in the intro of the new Cam Haynes podcast. Um but man if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, we can get started. Yeah,
2: what's going on, Caleb? I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, my name is uh, Schaefer. Kind uh, of, kind of like you just said, I'm a, a rapper, hunter, fireman, and all of the above, brother. So, nice man. Well, cool. we we well, cool get on. into
1: what's what's going on for you now because you got some big things going on now. But I kind of want to go back to the beginning. Um, you know, where did it all start for you? Both on the hunting side, we can kind of get into that first. Was that something that you we're doing as a kid growing up or you just got into that as an adult or where did that all start
2: yeah absolutely brother so uh i've uh i've grown up i grew up bow hunting uh my dad uh was a big hunter his whole life and um right around when i was born he actually stopped rifle hunting and transitioned into to bow hunting not not that there's anything wrong with either yeah. but uh yeah, so I grew up doing that with him. Um, I'm from Utah, so grew up hunting elk and deer, right. and antelope, a little bit of everything. So I've done that since I was little. Um, yeah, nice. it's that was kind of my my first passion, and um, yeah, it's kind of kind of where I guess my dad is kind of like our church, right? Like he that's where he taught me. How to be mm-hmm. like helped me grow into a man and and helped me become the best version of myself. A lot of my life life lessons were taught um bow hunting, so so it's been a been a huge part of my life. That's kind of where that started. But nice.
1: um, nice. so you just bow hunted yeah. straight up the straight up the gate, then?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was I was born into it. Um Yeah, been doing it been doing it since I was a little boy. So
1: nice. What were some of those first hunts like for you? Like, and then at what point were you starting to have some success as a bow hunter?
2: Um, I think, I mean, when I was, you know, when I started, um, I was just kind of, uh, getting the hang of, of it, you know, learning and, you know, running around, um, like, figuring it out. And then he would, obviously give me guidance on we we'd go hunting as a family um and spend time out there and and uh, I started uh I mean I was successful uh the first couple years just with like little two-point deer and stuff like that and um my first bull elk I shot when I was I want to say I was I think I was 18 or 19 can't, okay. can't remember to be honest it was it wasn't my first year but uh um it was just a spike and that kind of progressed into I guess more taking it serious and um you know where I was able to get bigger bowls and and that and um I've had a yeah you know I've been pretty fortunate you know like our family's drawn out a lot as far as like um lifetime permits like I've I was able to get a mountain goat in Tempanogas, And, um, yeah. So, so I think, I think a lot of my success came from my dad, though, just, just teaching me, you know, and mentoring me. Nice.
1: Nice. Some of those first deer that you killed, were you doing that, like, all spot and stock? Were you hunting in a tree stand or ground blind type thing? Or what were, what was, like, your strategy growing up to be successful? Uh,
2: so my, initially, well, my first deer was actually, spot and stop um yeah and just kind of that as as it progressed i i would hunt a lot of water holes and that too and i do both um so i've killed kind of whatever works for wherever wherever i'm hunting i i usually spend a lot of time trying to scout and you know i spend months before going out and uh Trying to get ahead of the the game before before I get a yeah. permit and whatnot. So
1: yeah. yeah, you said you grew up in Utah, right? So pretty has most of your hunting been in Utah? Did you get out of state much, or
2: uh, almost all of it? I've hunted a little in Wyoming, um,
1: okay,
2: <laughs> and then I've done other types of hunting, like I've I've done some turkey hunting in Nebraska and um, okay. hunted in Arkansas and stuff, but. Um, yeah, cause I, I kinda do, do all hunting. I also do a lot of bird hunting. Nice. Like waterfowl and that. So, um, yeah, so.
1: That's cool. Nice. Do you happen to remember, it's always something that interests me when I talk to people that have been bow hunting for a while. What were some of those, like, your first setups? Like, what kind of bows, kind of equipment were you using and how has that progressed for you?
2: Yeah, so I started, uh, with the alpine, um, i'll be honest i can't even remember the the specifics of of it but yeah it progressed it's progressed tremendously i i started with an alpine um just like cheap sights and yeah cheap arrows and that and then i, I were cl- you shooting I release
1: cl- right out the gate
2: yes or did yeah. you start fingers
1: yeah. started with a release. no
2: i started with a release okay um, um, I haven't I haven't actually shot a lot with fingers and that, but um, yeah, or like recurves or any like I've, I've done a little bit, but I've, I haven't really dove into that too much. So, <laughs> so yeah, I started with an Alpine. Uh, I progressed into Hoyt. Um, I had a ton of H- Hoyt boy, like bows like Tricon Maxis, um and then now I'm actually shooting a Prime.
1: Okay. Nice. Yeah. Which one? One of the older, or not necessarily older, because they just changed it a couple of years ago, but one of the, the dual cam ones, or do you have one of the new single cam ones that they've came out with the last couple of years? Uh,
2: so, I, I actually have a dual cam. Mine's a couple of years. So, I got mine, I, I drew out for a a big bull tag um, three years ago, So and that was when I, when I actually switched over.
1: So, nice. Yeah, those dual cam primes. I my job as a bowtech Like those dual cam primes, they they were shooters. I mean, they they shot phenomenally. But I tell you what, they are kind of a pain to work on when you got some of those that have seven to nine different strings and cables going on on them. So yeah, <laughs> they can yeah. be a little yeah. a little tricky to work on. But they were shooters, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely smooth. So you're a yeah. uh, you're a bow tech. So.
1: Yeah, I work at. I worked at a shop in Las Vegas, Nevada, for a few years, and then just recently moved to Arizona, and I'm working at another shop down here in Arizona. But oh, that's, that's cool. a cool job.
2: Uh, what part of Arizona are you at?
1: I'm in uh, Prescott Valley. Oh, nice. So kind of nice. centralish Arizona. Nice. But, yeah, I
2: did a show down there not too long ago. So I guess that's been a while. Yeah, actually it wasn't. That has been a few months, but yeah. So
1: that's cool.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah nice. so it was in what, phoenix so.
1: nice so you just kind of mentioned you did a, a show so music has kind of been you know what people would know you for um going back to you know kind of what we did with hunting where that all started for you where did the music thing start for you Let's start for you there
2: yeah so uh the music is something that has always been uh, a big part of my life i uh i grew up loving music and i actually hated rap i was uh <laughs> doing the band thing and singing and that and uh as it progressed like in junior high high school i started i gotten like i ended up moving to an area that's a little more uh hood i guess and uh um i guess that has more of a rap culture and uh yeah i mean as much as you can where i'm from and uh yeah, I, I just embraced it and really kind of fell in love with it and that was, I mean, that's been a long time ago and started writing, um, writing music and kind of doing like little rap battle things and kind of figured out that that wasn't really my thing that, mm-hmm. uh, my, my passion was in, in writing music that, uh, has a message mm-hmm. and, um, is impactful you know, crazy story about that actually. So I was kind of going down this, like the rap route. And, uh, as far as like, um, I guess more like battle rap, mm-hmm. like a little more foul and that. And, uh, my brother, uh, watched a performance I did one time. And after I, I got off and I felt all like tough cause I just like <laughs> obliterated this dude. And, and, uh, yeah, I was like, kind of like, yeah, man, what'd you think? And he was just, he was just like, bro, that that's not you. And uh, it kind of <laughs> impacted me in a huge way because it, it uh, at that point I started looking at it like, how can I make music that can impact people's lives and and make a difference, you know? So yeah, so then yeah, so long story short, I I started uh, writing music, um, started getting you know, just building my craft and learning the industry and trying to, trying to grow. And, um, I would say the last, the last two or three years, I, uh, I really started to take it serious where it yeah. was like, uh, was like producing songs that, um, I knew, uh, carried weight and, and could make a difference yeah. in people's lives. So like, um, I've really been hitting it hard for about two years. My my wife um, actually films all my videos, so we're we're kind of yep. our – she's my team. It's just me and her, you know? So, nice.
1: Nice. Yeah. When, so, like, when you first started writing songs and making songs, like, what was that process like for you um, as far as turning something, you know, an idea into a song? And then how has that kind of progressed for you over the last – however many years you've been doing it
2: yeah uh i think initially it was kind of uh it was kind of just like me figuring out the process of, of writing like writing music you know what i mean i was i was more like mimicking people i liked and trying to just trying to figure it out right yeah. um as i progressed it's become more that that's kind of the second nature of it. That's just like what I do, you know, that's like what I, like I run, you know, like it's just, or you breathe, right. Like You just do Mm -hmm. that. And I've learned to really focus in on, um, the thing that I'm the concept that I'm trying to explain or the energy that I'm trying to place with within it. And it's more of a focus on that aspect of, of, uh, really diving I guess like what i'm trying to say is as i've progressed it's more about like looking inward and just like trying to express it um and give it the cadence that it deserves more than like putting the words together whereas like the Mm -hmm. beginning was more like just putting the words together
1: yeah yeah what goes (laughs) in like what all does it take to write a song that like you know is going to be good like i'm sure it's it's taken a while for you to learn that. I'm sure if you look back at, you know, some of your first songs, you're, I don't know if embarrassed is the right word by them, but you look back on them, you're like, man, those weren't that good. And I can do the same thing here. Like, even though I'm only, you know, six months or so into this podcast, I can look back at some of those first ones that I did and be like, man, those weren't, those weren't that great. Um, so, like, yeah. I guess kind of what what has changed for you over time that, you know, how have you grown as, as a music writer and as an artist?
2: I think like the more rep, like it's like the more reps you put in, right? The, the, the better you're going to get at your form, right? So like the more you do podcasts, the more you're going to be able to be fluent and like keep a good conversation going. So it's, it's kind of the same. It's like, I know now when I, I hear a, an instrumental that like, I guess tells me something that I, like it tells, I hear a, I hear a beat play and it's like, I know that's telling me something
1: mm-hmm. and
2: usually it's like, it's more you develop who you are as you're doing it, right? So like yeah. when I first started, it was like I was unsure of who I was in the music and now it's like I'm just trying to express what's being told to me by the instrumental, if that makes sense. So yeah, definitely. I think the more, the more reps you put in, the better your form gets is I guess just the easiest way to explain it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean you can apply that to anything, whether it be you know you know, content creation like we're doing or shooting a bow or, you know, whatever whatever aspect you're trying to do it in, the more you do it the more you're the better you're gonna be at it and the more natural it'll become. So absolutely. yeah, I can definitely definitely see where you're coming from on that. Um are you doing all the instrumentals on your songs also or do you have somebody that helps you with that or
2: no so I actually i I used to a long time ago I put out an album um under a different name and I produced everything myself, all the instrumentals and I kind of recognized that I was only subpar at that you know like i I, was, I felt like I was good at making raps and coming up with good songs, but I just wasn't that great at making the instrumentals so i I work with uh different producers um that i you know vibe with and and i i feel like they make the music that resonates with me um and then we kind of go from there so i primarily uh record everything myself in my own studio i record it i mix it and then i send it to i have an engineer in atlanta that um kind of puts the final polish and elevates it to the like the radio quality level,
1: if that makes sense. Okay. Nice. So, it, so you're getting – so you get an instrumental and then you put words to it, right? Or are you sending the words off to somebody and they're putting instrumentals to that? What is the process like?
2: You know, most of the time it's like we have a, a – we either have an instrumental they've created or it's like a concept – of mm-hmm. like a bass line and then it gets adjusted to, to okay. the way that I see the song going.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: the the other way where I send words and then we create an instrumental, I've actually never done that except for I so I had never done that. I just barely did a song that hasn't come out yet. Um that actually has a a pretty big artist on it. Um and I actually had the words written, sent it to him he created the instrumental, then I, I guess I finished it from there on, mm-hmm. and then I sent mm-hmm. it to the the bigger artist. So that was kind of a unique process. That's not usually how it goes down, but yeah. I, I just had something that I'd already written that I thought was super dope.
1: Nice. And when those guys are creating the instrumentals for you, is it like you're giving them an idea, like I want it to have this sound to it, these types of instruments in it? Um, or are they just coming up with something on their own and sending it to you, and you're like, yeah, I like it, or I don't like it, or how does that, how does it start? I guess kind of where does the, the song process start there? I
2: I would say it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so, like, the one that he built it around, um, he sent me four different versions that I was just like, no, nah, this isn't it, this is what I'm uh-huh. thinking. No, this isn't it, this isn't it. And then it's like, then he sent me one, and I'm like, this is it. And yeah. Then, then how do you know? Kinda...
1: Like, what is to you? How do you know that that's it? Like, what are? Is it just something that you know you can't really put a word to it, or is it just? Is it kind of like, I don't know if a formula is the right word to use there, but something that you know, kind of like an outline that you have that you know that all right, that's it, that's gonna work. Or
2: I think it's just what I feel inside. Like when yeah. I hear it, I know like you know what I mean, like it's like this Mm -hmm. is like I'm sure we'll talk about the Cameron Haynes song, like that that instrumental like I heard it and I'm like this is it, I'm like this is is what I needed to Mm -hmm. create this concept and these ideas that I have and like I'm trying to like put, I was trying to like put it all together frantically in my mind but I didn't have anything and then I heard I, I just like heard that first initial, and I'm like, I right, this is it. Like I know, I know this is it, and it's just like a feeling. Like I, I don't know, you start to lean more into, you know, intuition or, or whatever, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's kind of how you navigate that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think for the people that are listening that you know haven't done you know any music creation or anything like that, like a way to almost relate that to hunting would be like. After you've done it enough, and I've talked this with other people on the podcast, like after you've hunted enough, like you can almost just look at an animal and know exactly what it's going to do. You have that feeling, you know, even though you can't explain why you know that animal's going to do something to somebody else. Like you just you know that that's what's going to happen, and you know yeah. what you need to do to make it happen. So I can I can see where you're coming from on there and kind of relate it to that aspect.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just. The more you do it, the more the more you know, the better you get at it. Just yeah, putting reps in, you know, and that's it, really. So.
1: Definitely. Well, you just mentioned that that campaign song, and I don't know if I haven't followed you long enough to know if that's been your kind of big hit so far. That's kind of put you on the map, or if you've had ones before that. Um, you have another song that came out a while ago that I want to talk about later. Um, but campaigns is your most recent one. Um, tell me a little bit about that how that whole thing came came to be how you you know got involved with i'm assuming you worked with cam a little bit now that you're obviously the intro to his new podcast that just came out earlier this week or late last week um so how did that whole thing become become something
2: um so yeah that was that was that was kind of interesting i uh i had been earlier this year I I've just been trying to put out content, you know, with songs and looking for opportunities like in different contests and, and rap stuff to kinda draw attention to you. you know, I'm always looking for something, you know what I mean, to that's gonna be different, like as far as music. And my wife actually drew out uh for a bowl a bowl tag this year back I in know. August. So in July, um, we were going to, uh, my, my dad has a boat shop here in Utah and I grew up working on boats and that, but, uh, it also has like a little archery range. And I, uh, we were practicing, you know, she was practicing trying to get ready and shooting and stuff. And I had just done a contest for another rapper, um, called D, his name's D-Cure, and I was trying to, like, he was picking people to be on a song or something, and I was just, like, doing it to make content and that. So, mm-hmm. I was like, it'd be cool if I did my entry, like, I wrap my entry, and then I turn around and shoot, you know, shoot my bow and, like, you know, make a good shot. Yeah. So, yeah. So I did that, and uh, in the song, you know, I just was like, it was kind of just like a fun song. I mentioned Cam Haynes in it, and mm-hmm. uh, shot my bow, got you know, and he commented and shared it and stuff and it was like it was super cool, you know, got a lot of uh attention to to it and like, you know, helped me get some eyes on, on the contest. I ended up doing a song, um, like a like a month later, uh, that I dropped on Veterans Day, uh, called The Tipping Point, and I did that mm-hmm. with a couple guys named Topher and the Marine Rapper. Yeah. And um So I was shooting videos and I, I couldn't, I couldn't fly those guys out or, you know, didn't know if they could even come out to shoot a video and whatnot. So I was like, I'm just going to shoot a bunch of content. And, um, I thought it would be cool to wear brands that behind people that like the brands of people that like I look up to. Um, so, so I wore a, uh, uh, Cam Haynes, Joe Rogan hat, uh, 2024 and, uh, I also wore a free man shirt for, uh, um, from lions, not sheep, John Whalen. And anyway, he saw that and, and shared it and, you know, commented and stuff. And it was super cool. So I've kind of been, I I guess on his radar, maybe a little because I've I've been doing stuff and, and tagging him. Um, so fast forward to, uh, December. Um, he, I, I was giving away books that hit him. Sorry, this is a long story. I'm sorry.
1: No, nope, I love but, it. Uh, I want to hear the whole thing.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So sorry if I'm rambling. It's a. It's like oh. a year compacted into. It. So, uh, around Christmas, I I bought a bunch of books that I read this year that impacted me. One of them being mm-hmm. campaigns and Ender and yep. David Goggins can't hurt me. And I had a stack of books because I was giving out like ten of them. I bought a bunch of them, right? Nice. And I was sitting around Christmas and I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with my music right now. Like I, I'm trying to, I got these other songs that have bigger artists that are coming out this year, but they're not ready. And I took a picture of the stack of books and just like talked about what they meant to me, um, how they'd helped my mindset. You know, I'd lost, I lost like 40 pounds this year, like really nice. focusing on my, my mind and, and refining like me as a person. Mm-hmm. And just try, just trying to get better, you know? And uh, so I posted that picture and, you know, tag him and Goggins and all that in it. And and he commented and was like, you know, threw some hammers up or something. And I just, yeah. you know, I just wanted to express, like, you know, how much, like, his example had helped me out and <clears throat> and helped me, you know, through this year and helped me, like, grow. And, mm-hmm. So he, you know, he responded like banks or something, and then he mentioned something like, "Hey, uh, I need a, I need an intro for for my podcast. You got any ideas?" And and in my mind, I'm like, "Hell yeah, I got some ideas." You know, like like let me, uh, you know what I mean? Like let me yeah. let me do my thing. So I I think I I said something like that, and he was like, "Yeah, all right, let's do it." You know, and I was like, "Yeah." So I go to sleep that night and. I'm like, like my wife's asleep, dude, and I'm like wide awake. I'm like, how? And I don't know. I'll, you know, I'm trying not to swear, or whatever. But I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to like make a song about campaigns, like without it being like corny, you know? Yeah. I'm like, just like not sleeping. I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Because
1: like, there's a fine yeah. line,
2: and like, I'm, I want people to look at my music as like, you know like legit and I want people to take my concepts like seriously. like I want to make music that impacts people so I'm like oh man how am I how am I not going to make a corny song and and I, I've done <laughs> songs like I have another song called the hunter song um yeah it's about hunting and about my life and so yeah. like I know I could do that so I woke up and I just happened to have the day off um and I'm like eating breakfast and I pulled up one of the producer's inter- instrumentals They just come out or, you know, that he was sharing or whatnot. And, and it was the campaign song. And I was like, I was like, bro, this is, this is it. Like I was like freaking like jumping around in my kitchen. Like, man, I I don't know what I'm going to say, but like this is it, bro. So I end up going down into my studio. Um, just like locked myself in the studio and I'm like trying to, trying to, like I, I knew, you know, I'm talking. About, I don't want to be like writing a song, um, necessarily like talking about, you know, what all these different things that Cam Haynes has done. But I want to talk about like the mindset that he's instilling into people and, and the example that he he's he's providing and, and mm-hmm. how he's leading from the front. So I'm like, that kind of energy is what I want to apply to this so like i could feel that and i I could feel it and i'm like in my studio just like making sounds trying to like you know formulate the rhythm um to the song you know what i mean like because because you can feel the rhythm it's almost like a drum right like you start mm-hmm. you start playing that and then all of a sudden you got these words that start popping out and it was just like nah, 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 nah. cam hanks and like my mind was just like blown dude and all I had was like two words and I'm like (laughs) that's it (laughs) yeah I'm like bro that's it right there so uh yeah dude so literally I I usually write my songs down but I literally just sat there in my booth uh saying I I would say a line and then I I just hit record say a line say a line say a line and I didn't write the entire verse down I just wrapped it like out of just like the energy that i was creating from what was in my mind and in my heart and and uh yeah so that that whole first verse of of cam haynes i didn't even write a line down i just i just did that and then uh so i had the first minute i sent it to to my engineer dakota g in atlanta uh to throw a mix on it so that it sounded decent um because I I can mix pretty well but you know I don't want to send something to to people that's not like next level so yeah so he sent it back to me and then I I sent it to Cam I think the next day so it was like two days later and I was like yo what do you think of this and he was just like bro I love it man it's like this is freaking awesome I was like cool um so I want to put out like if it's cool with you, I want to put out a full song. Like I want to make a whole song out of it, and then I'll I'll chop it up however you need for the intro. And mm-hmm. so I knocked that out in like a, like the next week, and um, yeah, got it all done. I got other stories. I don't I don't know if you watched the little podcast I did um, with Mike Garrick, but just talking about the the video itself. But that that was a story in itself. Like there was just yeah uh yeah man it's just crazy because like whenever you're trying to accomplish something in life right you're gonna hit resistance and when you hit that resistance like you got two choices right elevate or revert and what i mean is when i say revert is like revert to the comfort or revert to like the choice the path of least resistance right and Mm -hmm. and it was like with cam Haynes in the song it was just like Resistance, resistance, and I'm like, and it was beautiful, man, because I'm like, that's what this, that's what this song is all about, bro. It's like being relentless and not giving up to get the yeah. job done, right? So, yeah. that's kind of what what happened with that, and I, I turned the song. That was probably one of the fastest songs. It takes me usually a while to write and like get a song all dialed in, but I, I, I turned that pretty quick. Nice, nice, and
1: I'm assuming it's been a pretty good success for you since it's released
2: yeah yeah it's it's been doing good um nice. yeah it, it's uh as far as like a song that i released without without like other artists mm-hmm. along with me it's probably my my fastest growing song for sure nice but,
1: that's cool yeah. yeah that's that's the song that i discovered you by and i'm sure you know anybody that's discovered you within the last you know couple weeks to a month or so has been because of that song you know i saw something that cam posted on there and i was like oh i'm gonna check this out and then you know ever since then i've been playing pretty much nothing but your songs in the gym um you mentioned the hunter's son that's that's definitely one of my favorites um along with the cam campaign song um and there's a few others in there for sure but yeah okay. i appreciate yeah, that. yeah definitely enjoying it um you mentioned kind of briefly hitting like you know, whenever you try to accomplish something in life, you're going to hit resistance along the way. Um, and I don't want to give too much credit or spend too much time talking about the haters, but anybody that's created content is going to come across people that give you hate and negative feedback and all that. What has been your experience with that? How have you combated that in a way? Um, yeah, what, is, what has that been like for you?
2: Yeah, um, that's – that's Yeah. I mean, with everything, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's always haters and there's people that, that are gonna like, be like, ah, oh, it's cheesy or it's whack or, you know, mm-hmm. Um I think it's important, uh, when, when I first initially started getting haters with my music, right, cause like, Cam Haynes isn't the first time I've had, like, mad haters, you know, or like, yeah. people hating, you know, um and I used to, like, 'Cause you're not used to that, right? Like you're not used to people attacking you for no like for trying to do something. Yeah. Like it's not it's not easy to put yourself out there and be like vulnerable and like write music and then like someone freaking takes a crap on it, right?
1: Yeah.
2: But um so like initially it was really hard to like understand that. But as I've grown, you know, I guess as an artist and as a person, I've realized like I think it's important to not necessarily disregard everything right Mm -hmm. because like if there's truth in what people are saying right and and it can help you grow and recalibrate and there's like truth behind it then like i mean you can take it it, to your ego and get hurt and like cry about it or or get like butt hurt or Mm -hmm. you can be like are they saying something that can make me just that much better right? So, yeah. a lot of times, the hate that I'm getting, like, I'll say this about Cam Haynes, I've got very little hate. I can't even think of, a, like, a hater that said something that's been, like, productive to me, that would mm-hmm. be, like, oh, you know, like, hey, your your rap is, is not this, or you're not good at this, or, you're not, like, something that, like, I could take and be, like, well, is there some truth to that that I can use to, like, refine myself and make myself better? Or is this dude just being, like, oh, you suck, or you, you know, you're, you know, like, Like I I saw some dude be, like, oh, the the dude, like, a ginger rapping, or something. I'm, like, so you're, you're (laughs) like, a lot of times it's just, like, insults, and it's, like, well, Yeah. That's fine. Like, that, that doesn't mean nothing to me, like, at this point. Yeah. Like, but... So I think with, with hate, if it, if it carries weight and it carries value that can help you, you know, Mm -hmm. you obviously can't take in everybody's opinion because like everybody's got an opinion and everyone's going to, you know, and, and if you take in too much of other people's opinion, then you lose your vision, right? Yeah. You lose your vision of what you're trying to create and who you're trying to be and what you're trying to do. And like, so you can't alter your vision. But, like, you also have to be tough enough and be mad enough to recognize when there is truth being told, right? Like, if I kept putting out songs and, like, every time someone's like, you rap off beat for every one of my songs, it's like, maybe I should look at my song and and figure out how to get the hell on beat, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think that's where it becomes the difference between something that is, you know, like constructive criticism or some negative feedback versus just hate and jealousy. Like the hate and jealousy stuff, just the insults, that's not constructive in any way at all. Ignore all those. But when somebody is telling you like, Hey, you're doing this wrong. This is why you suck or whatever, whatever the reason may be, like that may be something to listen to. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that hate in a way, as long as it's like somewhat respectful. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, absolutely, and I, I try, uh, I try not to really, like, honestly, I don't really entertain much of that, because, like, unless, unless there's something, like I said, I see that, like, ha- that carries some truth, and maybe I'm like, yeah, you know, but, um, just the haters, like, just talking crap, like, it's like, you know, I don't even care about that, and I try, I don't even really respond to that, like, I, uh, I heard, um, like I was, I was on this artist collaboration thing with a an artist named Nick D. He's he's pretty big. He's um, and he was kind of giving some advice on that. And he's like, you know, a lot of times, the way that you respond to those people, it, it's not really for them. It's for the people watching. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like if you respond in a positive manner, and you're like, not like shooting shots back it's like yeah. then you're setting an example for other people of how you should be as a person right and how we should all be like like so i don't know i don't necessarily always like write back in kindness most of the time i just won't respond but it's like people are gonna hate and yeah. you know you don't got haters you're not you're not really doing anything you know
1: yeah definitely yeah, and I mean sometimes the best way to respond to those hate is in a very polite way. Um if you want to really mess with somebody, that's a good way to do it. Just be overly nice to their hate and it seems to they kind of don't know what to do with themselves at that point. So, there's a yeah. way to turn some hate into a positive way there, but yeah. And I mean
2: if you think about it too, like the people that are doing that um like if they're ex- like giving that kind of energy to Mm
1: -hmm.
2: to hate like what like you have to think man like what's going on with them and yeah it's crazy because i I will say this so i i said my wife my wife shot the video like she she does all the video videography and editing and stuff Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's crazy because the most hate that i saw wasn't on my post it wasn't on cam's post it was on her post and i'm like (laughs) i'm like what what is wrong with you people? Like you're just attacking someone that like like she's a freaking sweetheart. Like why are you popping yeah. off of my wife? Like pop yeah. off of me, like you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So, so. yeah. Anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, but well, before we get off here, there's one song that I definitely want to talk about because I think it brings up some important topics and it made some national headlines, um and that's the song Who I Am. Um as we mentioned before, you have a career um, as a firefighter, are you still a firefighter? Or are you all full-time rapper now, or?
2: Uh, no, I'm a I'm a full-time firefighter as well. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not full-time uh, music yet, but. Okay. Yeah, I still do that. So yes.
1: But yeah, so that song "Who I Am" it brings up some good topics with you know mental health and all those things, and even more so on the fire and EMS side, which I think gets overlooked a lot. You know, when people think about you know, the mental health problems or PTSD, whatever, whatever name you want to put on it, people immediately think, you know, law enforcement and military. Don't ever think about firefighter and EMS. Cause for most people, if they think about a firefighter, your job is to show up, put out the fire on a house or a forest or whatever your job is to do right there. And that's it. They don't think about, you know, the bad things you're going to see there. Um, you know, maybe more so people would, think about that on the EMS side but EMS kind of as a whole doesn't get talked about a whole lot so tell me about that song um and then you know in as much detail as you as you want to what has been your experience with all that and kind of talk about that subject because I think it's important to talk about
2: yeah absolutely um so yeah that song um yeah it came out I want to say two years ago Almost and um yeah, so I had uh I had a friend, um that was also he's also a firefighter and he attempted or was attempting to try to commit suicide and it kind of took me by surprise because he was the guy that is like the happy you know, life mm-hmm. of the party guy, right? Like he shows up, he's like the man and like beautiful, like model wife, right? Like just yeah. like you look at him and it's like, bro, he has got everything and yeah, he uh he was trying to attempt suicide and the only thing that actually kept it from happening was um uh the gun that he had bought, it it had a, a lock on it and the, the person that sold it hadn't taken it off and mm. so Yeah, it was kind of interesting. So, um, but it took me by surprise and it really made me start to think, um, about that in our, in our profession and, and in general because we, we go on people to commit suicide and, and what, Mm -hmm. what gets people to that point, right? And, um, for us, a lot of times it is those things that we see, um, that we don't cope with and we don't, we don't, you know, open up. Uh, to the people around us, because we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to be unbreakable. We're supposed to be the hero, right? And
1: yeah.
2: and so I saw that as um, an opportunity to write about that, to to try to encourage fire guys um, and also people in general, because I wanted to incorporate, and that's why I incorporated in the video and stuff the sixteen-year-old girl and. Her trials, just because there's a lot of times you don't know what's going on, and there's two sides to it, right? There's the person that's going through it, and then um, there's the people that you might be, you might see those things, or you might see opportunities to do a good thing for people, and it could be a small little thing, but you choose not to because you're lazy, or you're tired, or you're just don't care, or you got problems, so why would why would you help that person? You know what I mean. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to squash the selfishness of it in general. You know, um, of of like n- neglecting to act from the person that sees the things, and also the people that are going through and, and like having those thoughts to reach out, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, my hope was that. With, with that song was to, to really encourage that. I obviously made, the, we made the video super, super raw. I don't know if you've watched the video, but um, it's super raw, and a lot of people initially were kind of off-put by it because um, because of how raw it was, but mm-hmm. for me, and for someone that gets to see those things firsthand and see people after the fact, when they've committed suicide, it's like, it is raw. And it's yeah. it, Like, let's not pretend, like, it's not that. Like, let's not pretend that it's not serious because it, at that point, like, it could be too late. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, um, that song did, did a lot of good and, and it, it still is, um, it actually got the music video and you're actually, you're the first person I've told this. Like, nobody else knows this, um, yet. Uh, it actually got into a film festival, the Mental Health Film Festival in New York. So we'll be flying out in two weeks to, to go watch that and I'll be performing, uh, Who Am I in New York. So.
1: That's awesome, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. Hopefully it continues to do good. And, you know, I just think, I think if we can be, um, a little more aware of what's going around, going on around us and, and look for opportunities to help people and and i'll just say here if if you you or anybody you know that's listening is having those thoughts like reach out like let somebody know so
1: definitely yeah yeah i mean it's an it's an important topic to talk about that doesn't get talked about enough um you know whether that be any aspect if you're talking you know fire ems law enforcement military you're even just you know your everyday civilian um you know mental health is something that needs to be talked about a lot um more than it should be so think i mean yeah. that song was i mean it's a great song It, you know said things that needed to be said got the word out and sounds like it's done some good things for you and is continuing to do that yeah yeah absolutely bro i think
2: i think that's the key man You just you know, and that's that's my hopes with music and everything. I'm I'm just trying to make a difference in people's yeah. lives and, and do some good, bro. Oh, for sure,
1: definitely, yeah. I mean, that's that should be the goal for everybody. Um, you know, if you can yeah. make somebody's life better in any aspect, you know, I mean, that's Absolutely. that's kind of the goal. Like you said, that's the goal with your music. That's what I want to do with this. Um, yeah. So that's that should be everybody's goal, but yeah, no doubt. cool man well before i let you go um was there any any, what do you got coming up you know in the near future you mentioned you had some songs coming out um you mentioned that you're you know performing a song in new york it's in a film festival um what else is what else is in the future for you
2: yeah i mean honestly just uh music i uh i got i got more more I, i think i have probably the best the best music coming out next like I, I got some songs that are that are on another level and and I think um just diving into even deeper concepts and I got a couple Cam Haynes types I, I think I got a song that it's gonna blow up like I think I don't know man I got one that's crazy that's coming it's probably the most crazy song I've ever done so mm-hmm.
1: Looking forward to it. Do you have like a a time frame that you can give us, or is it still up in the air? Uh, I think
2: I think that one's probably gonna come out in March. Um, okay. I'm just wait. I'm I'm uh, it's actually kind of dependent on that artist and his managers and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm thinking that's probably gonna come out in March. I uh, I wanted to release something this month. I don't think I will be cuz I'm doing the New York thing and a couple other things but yeah. probably March um I'm hoping after that to be dropping them a little more consistently um it's it's a little tougher cuz I'm I'm I do all the music and then we shoot the videos all independent it's just just in my life man, so like I think it's uh it's a little time consuming but uh yeah I'm hoping to to drop a bunch this year and just keep growing, keep trying to, to network and build relationships with people. And that's, that's the goal. So.
1: Awesome, man. Yeah, Awesome. Do you have any like live performances other than that one in New York that you mentioned? Are there any other live performances that people can come and see you at coming up?
2: Um, Right now, the only one's that one. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll probably try to do more of that this year as well um i didn't do a ton of that last show did a few but yeah i'm gonna try to do some more here in utah um you know maybe out, maybe outside of state um
1: right.
2: yeah so we'll see maybe, maybe when awesome. i come through yeah. arizona brother next time
1: awesome. yeah if you come down here i'll be here i'll be there
2: cool so. cool sounds good man. yeah
1: but what about on the on the hunting side you got any plans for hunts this year um things you might draw, plans of going out of state, anything like that?
2: Um, I don't have any any plans offhand. Um okay. you know, I, I always I try to hunt every year, like yeah. public and stuff, but I uh yeah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna draw anything. I mean maybe, hopefully. So
1: <laughs> you never know.
2: <laughs> yeah, you never know. Utah
1: Utah's um, a tough state to draw, but you're lucky you got residency residency there, so
2: yeah, it's a good state to yeah. be a resident. Then. Yeah, I've been I've been pretty fortunate, and I feel like we've we've drawn out the la like consistently the last few years. So, right. but who knows? Maybe our streak will continue. So.
1: Yeah, hopefully. But yeah. cool, man. Well, before I let you go, um, one question I ask every guest, and this is the second one in a row that I forgot to warn you before him. Um, so I need to get better at that. But one question I ask every guest is just for a book recommendation at the end. So is there a book that, that, you know, has meant something to you that's at kind of the top of your list or something like that?
2: Uh, yeah, so I'm not going to say – I mean, normally I would I would say Cam Haynes their mm. uh you know, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. But since I already kind of said those, I would say uh, Non-Negotiable – by Wes Watson. Nice. Yeah, that's, uh, cool. Wes is, Wes is a freaking beast. Like, that's, that's
1: a good book. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Cool, man. Well, before I let you go, how can people find you? How can they find your music? All that stuff. Yeah, across the
2: board, it's, uh, um, at Schaefer Music, S-H-A-F-E-R. Sometimes people try to spell Schaefer with like all kinds of crazy stuff. It's just simple. You know, Schaefer, and then music uh, pretty much everywhere on YouTube. If it's not Schaefer music, it's official Schaefer music. So,
1: right. yeah, cool. so, Your I music appreciate available you having me on, on all. No problem, man. Your music's available on all streaming platforms, I'm guessing, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, all that stuff?
2: Yep, available everywhere, um, all platforms. And then uh, YouTube, just official Schaefer music. So,
1: Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we definitely had a good discussion, talked about a lot of important topics. Um, so I appreciate you coming on. Was there any last words you wanted to say before I let you go?
2: No, I uh, I just appreciate you having me on, brother. Keep keep uh, crushing it, all right?
1: Yeah,
0: man, you do the same.
2: All right, brother. Take care. All
1: right.
0: Bye. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast with Schaefer. Um, again, make sure you guys check out his music. I definitely have enjoyed listening to it in the gym over the last few weeks. Um, big fan of his music. Looking forward to what he puts out in the future. But before I let you guys go, make sure you guys check out the podcast on Instagram. It's barely underscore backcountry underscore podcast. And then my personal is c.dillashaw. Again, make sure you guys give the podcast a like, a follow, a share, leave a review, all those good things. But that covers it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys next week.